Welcome to Yabi Talks. I am Emberin Musa, the founder of Yabi by Sukalman. Let's talk about personal loans. People take out personal loans for various reasons. Often they want to pay off another loan, tend to an emergency situation, or pay for something big like a wedding or even your child's school fees. This type of loan is a lifeline for many. But if you miss one payment, it could go terribly wrong. Of course, there are ways to actually get back on track. That's exactly what happened to Shahad Salmain, a public relations executive based in Abu Dhabi. Shahad, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. First of all, I, I don't know how to say how appreciative I am to come here and tell your story. It must be very hard. We had um, a podcast on psychology of money and and all of that. And one of the names or words that came out quite a lot was fear and shame and embarrassment. Yeah. So from the bottom of my heart, I, I know it wasn't easy for you to come and tell your story. But as you said earlier on before the podcast was, you know, if that's for the greater good yes, and that's going to help someone else. Absolutely. So thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Shara, um, tell <clears throat> me um, a little bit your story. I, from what I understand is you took a loan and that went terribly, terribly wrong. Yes. The pain. <laughs> Tell me your story and why did you end up taking a loan in the first place? Well, a little background about me. Um, I came to the UAE in the first place to do my second degree and uh, I ended up staying. And you came basically. from? Kuwait. Kuwait. So after I finished university and uh, started work, it was going great until COVID hit. Yeah. And then I think you know the rest. Um, <laughs> everything went south, but the problem was, uh, it wasn't, the loan wasn't necessarily for me only. I had a really dear friend and a person close to my heart at the time that needed a certain amount of money to send back home for an emergency. So that was the main reason that actually pushed me to take the loan and, uh, step forward with something I've never done before. I am not a person, I'm not good with debt in general because I don't like having the anxiety of right. someone, owe, I owe someone something. And uh, at the time, I had two reasons for the loan. One of them was I needed to buy a new car. Yeah. And the second one was, as I explained earlier, that uh, that person. So I went forth and... Uh, and, and that, and that, so when, so just to backtrack a little bit, so you came to the, you came to the UAE, you had a job, that was, no, sorry, you came to the UAE, you, you, you did your degree and then mm -hmm. you got a job and yes. then COVID hit. That loan, did it come before COVID or after COVID? And I'm guessing when you say COVID hit, unfortunately, you, you were one of the victims oh, yes. in terms of jobs uh, from the COVID situation. Yeah. Was the, did the loan come before uh, the job loss or post the job loss? I think loss? it was... Uh, a week or 10 days before. <laughs> Which means you're telling me you were not expecting a at job all. loss at all. So you thought you'd be able to repay this exactly. loan. Exactly. I had, I had a whole plan ahead and I had everything set in place and everything was going to be okay until the job loss happened. Yeah. So my next question would have been, when you took that loan, you obviously took a certain amount mm -hmm. um, and you knew how much your repayment would have been every single month? Were you aware yes. of your EMIs yes. and how much was going to come out of your account? Yeah. Did you have a plan in place? I, I, what I'm trying to say is, were you very clear how you're going to pay it back and when you're going to pay it back? I did before everything went south. I had everything in place. I had 
a certain amount to be set aside for the loan and a certain amount set aside for, of course, whatever I needed to pay during the month in terms of your needs you know, exactly. and your day-to-day expenses. Yeah, and that was that was it. Um, I tried to when oh, sorry when I got um, the problem hit and I had no, no income basically. Uh, I was trying to pay the loan through the loan. So I was using part of the loan that I had left to pay back what I was supposed to pay because I had no income coming. So explain that to me. You take a loan a certain amount. Some of it went to your friend. Yes. And some of it, did you actually eventually buy the car? Yes, I did. You did. So on top of the, the friend and the car, you had some spare cash. Yes. That was left that I'm guessing smartly enough you put on the side yes, versus use it up for <laughs> yes. So so I guess that was that was a smart thing to do. Did you know what the rate was on that personal loan? Interest rate. Yeah. It was uh, if I remember correctly, it was about twenty three percent. For the year. And so you're well aware of that. And yeah. were you aware of the terms and conditions? Did you go through reading the contracts or tell me a little bit alone how did the process of getting that loan? Well the process was um, I needed to take the loan and I couldn't take it through a certain bank because of you have to have it for you have to have account an account for a certain amount of time and then they have you have to be eligible, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it was very time sensitive, so I just I kind of diverted away from the banks, if you get what I mean. And um <clears throat> given that the I was very well aware of uh the interest rate and at that certain point of time my mental state was like you know it doesn't even matter you need to do this you need this certain amount of money at this time and then the future will just solve Play itself. It by itself yeah and it will get solved as you say exactly by itself. um so you knew all the terms and conditions that applied to it you knew have did you ever think that maybe you could not there would be a situation where you wouldn't have been able to pay back or that didn't even come across it did but i'm a person with intrusive thoughts so that kind of comes normally to me and i just you know i just wave them away you took it away and give it away super interesting because we just had a podcast with carol who is a financial coach and the one advice she gave to all our subscribers and audience was if you had that little gut feel mm. and that little person in your stomach yeah. telling you listen not sure this is right or maybe you might want to look into this mm. do not make it run away listen to it and act on it. I usually trust my gut. Yeah. And I have a very trusty gut. <laughs> But at that point of time I wasn't I say I wasn't really thinking of me. I was more thinking of people around me and who needed what exactly. and how they needed your help and, and how am I going to provide that. So so things went south a week before to recap. You took a loan, you knew the interest rate, you knew the terms and condition. You did not go with banks. You obviously went with you know we don't have to get into yeah. it but but other source of of mm. income um and how what triggered or when did you start feeling that things were going wrong after the job loss i don't know if you had savings or not but you saw me you kind of started coping with mm-hmm. it in okay i had some cash yeah. from the loan itself mm-hmm. pay back how, when did you feel starting to feel overwhelmed by it Uh, I think it hit me when uh, because when I first took that took out the loan there was a promise from that entity let's call it that that after three months the loan would be converted onto the bank and then I'd have some form of they'd buy out the loan or something it's a, a lot of financial lingo I didn't really understand at the time and then that person 
disappeared completely. The person you give the money to or the person who lent you the money? No, the, the person from, from the company I took the from money the from. From the institution you yes. took the money from. And nothing. It was like, what happened to what you promised? You know, this was supposed to be easier for me after like three months. And then I realized that I was in deeper than I, that I had planned because, you know, I was taking out of the money I had extra and the money I had saved. And uh, good thing is um, I used to like expensive things. So I had a little collection of Jordans I could uh, get rid of <laughs> and, you know, get on until I could find another job. Given the situation with COVID, it was very, it was very difficult. Did you know what your options were when you realized you were in trouble or was it total panic? It was panic, but I, mentally, I just closed up from everyone. So everyone giving me advice didn't really make sense in my head. It's like when someone says do this, this and this, it's like you don't know how I feel. You don't know what I'm, what I'm going through. I know what to do and at some point. And were these family and friends? Or yes. did you go and help, get help from a coach or from someone professionally? No, nothing. No one it's professional. family and friends. Yeah, because um, mentally I went South. really low because it was not depression as much as I stopped talking to people. I stopped going out, which was good because there was, you know, COVID and, and, and there was no one, uh, no one going out anyway. But I had isolated myself completely emotionally, mentally, and physically, and no one could get in. And, and how about the person you actually gave the money to? Because you took this because somebody had a family emergency somewhere else, yes. a friend, someone close to your heart. Did that person not step in to help? Of course they did. They did help. What I needed was not, at the time, it was not um, money. It was, I needed someone to wake me up from what I was going through because the mental state I was going through was I was slipping and I wasn't able to function to think of what I'm going to do next. So they pitched in and helped me mentally and financially, actually. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. So that person that you gave the money to did come in and, and offered yes. to start paying back yes. part of the loan, because obviously part of it was his or yes. hers and part of it was for the car. Yes. So that must have been a bit of a relief. Yes, of course. In my best guess, yeah. yes. Um, and, and while you were going through this, how did this affect you mentally, but even your personal relationships around you? Isolation, complete isolation, because I had a feeling that no one, you know, when you, when someone's talking to you and they tell you that I understand and you're in your head, you're going, no, you don't. Yeah, you're thinking yeah, you, you haven't gone you through have it. You have no idea, exactly. So that was basically my reaction to everyone who tried to console me at the time. That was wrong. And... After a while, I realized that why am I shutting everyone out? Everyone is trying to help. So I tried to open the door a little bit and let people in. And that kind of helped me through. And, and, and tell me about how did you help yourself, I guess, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, it is if you want to help yourself. Tell me the journey from being in that state of mind where if this is over, I don't know what to do. I mm -hmm. don't have options. Um, okay, I've got this pile of cash here from the loan, something bad, but at some point you had to pay it all back, yeah. right? Tell me step by step, what did you eventually end up doing to get back out and start breathing again? And what helped? Um, see, I'm, I don't even know if I say it myself, I'm a jack of all trades. I kind of a good little bit of everything. So I tried freelancing and 
you know, getting rid of, of a few expensive things I had, bags, shoes, whatever, whatever I had accessible to. You the know. wealth you had in exactly. wardrobe. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so rich. <laughs> um, that and the freelancing jobs here and there kind of helped me push through. And, and then I realized that I am more than this person, that I'm putting the image in my head that I am at the moment. So I had to move forward. I had to get up. I had to do something because I heard, I heard a video. It was an audio once. So I was like, no one's coming. Even even if they are there, personally, it's like no one is going to get you to the point where you want to be except yourself. So you have to get up on your feet and you have to do something about it. Um, so I'm intrigued and, and I'm, I'm going to have to ask this question. And I'm sure I'm not the first one to do, but I will <laughs> let you respond to that. The famous car. I mean, you took a loan for, partly for your friend, mm -hmm. which um, from an emotional side, you wanted to be supportive. Yes. And then you took it for a, loan, for a car. Mm -hmm. um, wouldn't you say potentially that one of the ways to get out of the ordeal and kind of relieve yourself from the, from, from the stress and would have been to sold the car? And I'm sure a lot of people are asking. So I want to hear from you. There must have been a good reason enough, but tell me. That would have been the smart choice <laughs> to actually sell the car. But to me, um, mentally, it meant that I failed and that uh, they got to me and I'm just not up to the challenge that I put myself into basically and that would even that would have made my depression even worse so so when you say you yeah, obviously there's a sentimental value to that car yeah explain to me when you say i feel obviously then it was a sense of achievement mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that because I, I think you know money and psychology goes together hand yeah. in hand right and from the outside a lot of us don't understand choices that people make because we're not in yeah. the shoes. And, and I think this is, um, uh, this is a place or a way that sensitivity of others around mm. you come into play. Yes. Tell me what this car represented to you. See, this was one of the things that um, I mentioned before. People were telling me to do things and I, I was responding in my head or sometimes out loud. You're not in my situation. Yeah. You don't know how I feel. So having this car was some form of achievement you know, not even thinking about um, how I got the car. It was just my step to myself a forward. Personal growth. It was it was a personal growth moment. I'm now a grown up. I own my own car, yeah. and it doesn't even matter how I got it. It's just I got it mentally. This was how I felt. Right. So when people say, "Well, you got the loan because of the car. Sell the car. Pay off the loan." you'll be fine. I'm like, no, I won't be fine. I will spend not the rest of my life, but a good amount of the next, you know, few years, few years that thinking, no, I failed. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. And why can't I do that? Why, why did I stop myself from pushing going, forward to try yeah, and pay off the loan in a different way versus yes. just give up on your, exactly. I guess, your achievement sign. Yeah. What you want to call it. It's, it's my little trophy. <laughs> What lesson would you say that you've learned from this whole experience? And sorry, before I say it, before I ask this, how long does this old deal last for? What are we uh, talking about? About a year, a year and a little bit. So how long did it take you to pay off? Are you now completely debt free? Have you paid off your personal? No. <laughs> I'm still You're paying. still paying it. So tell me more. Um, um, so it took about a year and a bit for me to realize. It took quite a while for me to get out of that spiral I was in. 
Um, were you still making your repayments though every month? Were you still able to make I the repayments? For a while, or you stopped for a while, and then they got stacked. Of and, course, yeah, and then and, and when you stopped, did you you were paying back to a, an institution, not even to a bank? Yes. It was a different institution. The mm. salesperson disappeared. Yeah. But you still had contact with the institution, yes. and and how did they react? Did you did you think about maybe talking to them? They had no sympathy at all. We don't care. We want our money. I tried talking to more than one person at this institution. Yes, yeah. and um, nothing. So this is the amount you owe every month, and you missed how many payments? Did you miss how many oh, months? I missed plenty. You I stopped counting at three. <laughs> so when you weren't paying, what was the reaction when you weren't paying for it? Was there collection agencies? Were you getting calls all day? Uh, I feel like someone was following me down the street every day. And, you know, when you, you're scared to leave the house because you feel someone's just standing there going, where's my money? And was that a feeling or was that? That was a feeling, yes. Okay. <laughs> that was all in your mind, okay. Sure. It was just mentally. Yeah, and yeah because it, you, you know you owe. Good. Yeah, and I hate owing people, especially money. You know, favors are fine, but money is just, no. So you had no pressure from the financial institution to continue paying? They pushed. They just, they they, just kept adding on the interest on the interest. To some point, they kept adding on the amount. And then they got to the point where they started <clears throat> emailing me. Yeah. But I had no reply. I had nothing to give. So I kind of answered every fourth email with, I will be paying soon. It's going to happen. You just give me time. And then um, they got to a point where they started threatening. And I know it's all empty talk because at some point I, I've heard from other people who have the same experience yeah. from that institution um, that they will do this just to get you to pay. Okay. So I'm like, I'm not even going to risk that. Um, so there was an old deal for what, a year and a half? And then what happened? And then I joined Cosmopol. So you got a job? Yes. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that must have been a huge relief. And during that year and a half without a job, were you out there searching or were you oh, in yes. a mental state that you, you just couldn't even I, deal I did, with going out and interview? I did job search in the morning, depression at night. So... It was kind of a, a cycle. Okay, and I'm guessing in the morning when you were looking for jobs, <laughs> it was more exciting. Yes, and, and you kind of it's a new it day, it's a new opportunity. There are things out there that are going to happen for me at some point. Um, and then at night, it just, it hits. Of course. And, you know, it's taking too long. What's going to happen? What's the next step? What's the... And I'm not a person to give up. I don't like giving up. Um, where are we at now? We are a very good place. <laughs> Tell me more. So you still haven't paid off your loan totally yet? No. But you now have a job. Yes. Are you, how are you distributing your income? Is everything you have spare going back to repaying that loan? Because I'm guessing by the time that you miss all these payments, it must have gone but there was a bit more than what you, a lot more than course. what you borrowed. <laughs> of course. But there's a settlement. So you'd have certain pay, a certain amount to pay every month until you catch up with Yes, whatever. of course. So that, with my, my current income, I'm able to pay my rent. I'm able to uh, pay for my needs. And nothing extravagant, just uh, all the basics and get... No more Jordan shoes for now? Not for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, congratulations to you. I think that is, um, you know, having the ability to go, okay, we're cutting that off now. All this wealth that I have in my wardrobe, right now my sanity is more important. Exactly. So if I need to get rid of them... These can be reborn again, mm -hmm. right? So, so hats off to you to have had the, 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 the strength to go enough is enough. 
and I'm gonna have to do whatever I need to do to well, it's more to, than enough <laughs> to take it out. Um, so, so where we are now is you've got. Are you able to save a bit though, or or is um, this is is it all going into? I try, but I'm really bad at saving. I have to say that I'm really bad at saving because I put aside an amount and I say, well, this is you know start of a saving kind of spree, let's call it, and uh, and then I just end up spending them. So. Have you thought about opening a different account that where that money goes and that you don't touch it at all and you don't even have a debit card on that account? That would only work if I did not know about that account. You know when right. you hide a box of chocolates in a yeah. cupboard and you know it's there and it just keeps nagging that you have to have peace? Yeah. Yeah, I um, have issues. <laughs> well, then maybe you might want to think about a fixed deposit where you can't access. Think about a place where you can actually put the money aside. Mm -hmm. um, and either have a very strong mental case where you don't even have a debit card on this mm -hmm. account. That, and always think about the ordeal you've just gone through, yeah. that is your savior part, right? So it's, a lot of it is, is in our mind. I'm getting there very slowly, but I am getting but there. But you are getting there, that's <laughs> the important part. Um, what, what do you think, um, what do you want to achieve financially in the future? Do you have goals now that you're out of the ordeal? Mm -hmm. What are your future financial goals? In terms of uh, buying a house or not, I really do want to buy a house. <laughs> want to buy a house? What I want to buy a house. I want to buy a loft. In the UAE? Uh, at this point, not really. There's no specific destination in my head. It's just a goal that I really want to get to. Um, because it's like, it's good. for me, it's going to be a stepping stone to achieving mm -hmm. that financial stability where I can invest and have uh, the life that I wanted at the same time. So I think it's a, it will take a lot of time, given my, uh, my manic financials at the moment. But um, slowly but steadily, we're, we're getting there. Well, you know what they say, right? You can't make money overnight. Everything takes time and patience is the key to it. But yes. I think the healthy financial habits is what mm. gets you there. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's coming up next for you? You've got a great job that I'm guessing you love. Yes. What's your next move from a career-wise and from an income perspective? Um, career-wise, I just I'm continuing to grow. Hopefully, um, at my job, because I, PR is amazing. I never knew that it was this good. I used to. Uh, well, my degree was in interior design, and um, <clears throat> I worked in interior design for a while, and then I worked as a social media manager, and then. PR came up and wow. Out of nowhere? It wasn't out of nowhere. Actually, I applied for a different job and then I was chosen for the role for PR at Cosmopol. And uh, hats off to Claire. Um, she said PR and it worked. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And um, what advice would you have? I think, I think before I go there is, is if you had to go back in time before mm -hmm. taking that loan, mm -hmm. what would you have done differently? Not do it. <laughs> Even your mindset was pushing you to help a friend. I would have... Or yeah. the car, right? There was the car, which was a, obviously an emotional buy. Yeah. It was very important to you. Yes. Having said that, um, very, very important to you because for you, it was a step into, I am growing up. And yeah. that was the meaning of this car, of right? And helping a friend was, oh, the goodness of your heart, somebody really needed help overseas. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the means to do so. Yeah. How would you have dealt with it differently? I would have, looking back now, I would have prioritized um, maybe my friend 
Yeah. And then found a solution for them first, and then would have seen how it went for buying the car and then going from there. Going so from there. just prioritizing what was most important to me at that certain point of time yeah. without getting emotional. And, and any realization in the process? Uh, aha moments or a realization of things potentially that you don't, would not normally see coming, but that can happen? In terms of how do you mean? So, you know, a lot of us don't think we'll ever lose our jobs or a lot of us oh. don't ever think we're going to get sick. And, and oh, yeah. we have this whole concept of we're good, we're okay. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Have you had any of those realizations? I now have the PTSD. No, I'm kidding. Um, it, now my mental state, state basically revolves around you always have to have backup. Mm. Emergency um, fund. Emergency fund, emergency friend. Mm. Um, there's, there's always something you, you can fall back oh. into or onto. Um, don't just let it be, you know, open, basically. Because you never know what happens, what could happen, sorry. And you never know what life has, you know, hidden in the future. Because you could have a plan for the next five years or the next five months. And... Blink of an eye. It's all gone. It's all gone. You're not doing any of the things you had planned. So having that, it, it's more of my anxiety at the moment, um, giving me that, that uh, fight or flight, fight kind of thing. Because I've been through situations during that period of time, not just because of the loan. Um, personally, it's just you have to have back up even if it's yourself you have to know you that have, you can depend on, on yourself first yeah, before exactly. trying to depend on someone else yeah. i really like that um if someone else is listening to you right now and feeling oh my god i can actually relate to this and i'm in the middle of the ordeal as we speak what do you have to say to them after they take the loan or before um they, after they take the loan where they're starting to feel things are starting to slip so I guess, why don't we do both? What would be the advice you'd give someone before they think of taking don't do a loan? Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> and what's the advice would you give someone who's in the middle of the ordeal while you were and when you shut everybody off mm. at that time, what would you have liked a friend to tell you and what would you tell someone? I would say find something, even the slightest thing you're good at, grow and use that to your benefit to push yourself forward. Whether um, you can draw, whether you can sell, whether you can- Find the hidden talent. Exactly, and use it because just sitting there is not, it's just gonna make you feel worse, make you go deeper into depression, make you lose people around you that you do not want to lose, and it's just gonna make everything worse. So take the initiative to move forward no matter what. Shahad. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It has been incredibly Thank you. emotional. Thank you. And, I, and, I, and I, you know, I, I know how hard it was for you to, to open up and, and, and admit what happened and yeah. where you've been and, and how you get out. But the important thing is you're doing well. Um, you're on a path yes. to the future. Going and you've up. got, uh, yeah, there's only one way up, as I say, right? But thank you so much for being on Yappy Talks. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome.